Hello and welcome to the N17 Podcast, my name is Cosmo and today I'm joined by Eddie Hello. I'm joined by Glenn Yo How are we all doing? Not bad, splits now, yeah. bare cold Lots of temperatures isn't it? Yeah man, but, but at least uh, at least the temperature on the pitch is warming up by mm, Conte's passion. Yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, Spurs had left me cold for a time. Two years. I I said it on the on the pods when we first got Conte. It's just literally it's been like two years in a sort of a purgatory. Yeah. Really, it's felt like purgatory. Um, but yeah, I mean, you were loving that that long uh, tracking camera angle of of Conte. Well, after the game. Yeah, yeah. I like. I've never been. Aroused <laughs> watching a football like after a post football game. Talk about being aroused by thinking on the pitch. This was after the game, and it just it, it stoked a fire inside me. Conte went cool, full theatrics uh, on that. But um, talking of, of managerial theatrics and um, past managers today, so we're recording on um, Tuesday evening. And there's been heavy links for the previous two days of uh, Pochettino to the Manchester United job. I personally feel like now that we have Conte, I've sort of closed the door on Poch a little bit. But I know huge swathes of our fan base still basically pine for him. Um, certain sections of Twitter will, will tweet about Poch every he's single day still. He, he's, he's, he's the ex, ex-, ex- you don't get over. Exactly. But maybe you would get over him if he went to Man United. Right now, it looks like United are going to appoint uh, Ernesto Valverde on an interim basis. But Poch is very much leaving the door open in his interviews. Even when he says, look, I'm focused on being PSG coach. Uh, let's put an end to this story. He felt the need to throw in an anecdote about loving Sir Alex Ferguson and loving spending time with him. So he's very much... Uh, as he might say, Bro, twerking he for this twi- job. He f- he's he been flirting doing, with United. He was doing that when he was at Spurs. He, he flirts with United so much. He loves it. He loves it. Do you know what it is? I think he, he just wants to keep the door open for after the PSG job. I don't think he'll go now or mid-season or before he leaves PSG or before he's sacked or whatever, whatever arrangement comes to fruition there. But when he is out of a job... I think that he will be looking at that Man United job or the Spurs job as the first two to to sort of go to. And and I think he's always been flirting with the Man United job. He even went and met Sir Alex at one point or something in, in Manchester. I hate it. He went that. for like dinner with him in some fancy hotel while he was still Spurs coach. So but he's always been flirting with Manchester. I think um the <laughs> with the PSG job, um with PSG still very much in the Champions League picture. There's no way he's leaving. Like the whole point of any like managerial appointment from PSG is like the what your what your mo- what you make what makes and breaks you as a PSG coach is do you win Champions League? Because like last year he managed to survive not winning the league, which is kind of obscene when you think about their team. So this season, I think they're much more likely to win the league, um, and so it's very much. a a point of like do they win the Champions League if they win the Champions League he might stay if he, if they don't then like I think that, he's gone yeah. I think he's gone if, if he doesn't win the Champions League this season I think they'll exactly. I think so exactly okay. and then that United job becomes you know a yeah. very much a possibility and um, how would you feel about him if he did go to uh, United football's football Yeah, it's a mercenary yeah. sport I don't have any 
I don't have any like it'll be weird to see him on the touchline for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but football is football. I didn't feel the way when he went to PSG. Obviously, he's abroad, so you don't see him every week. Mm-hmm. But like, just just like buying players that have played for clubs that you've previously disliked. Football is football. Do you feel like that's that's sorry, Glenn, but do you, do you feel like that's because of Conte? Uh, like say we still had Nuno and, oh and I feel very good yeah, yeah. I, was, I was literally going to say the same thing I was going to say if if we if we were like looking up at Pochettino as like a, oh I'd love to have him as a coach like oh he's like the aspiration maybe I would feel different but because we have Conte now I think it's I think they're on the same level at the minimum I, I don't, I don't want to disrespect Pochettino because he did so much for Spurs, but at the minimum they're they're on the same level. And I also think that I don't think that Pochettino is the sort of manager to slander Spurs in any way. I think he, he even if he went to United, I think he'd still leave the door open for a Spurs return even in the future. Because you know how long Man United managers last. He's I still th- reasonably young for a manager. I think yeah. he will he will at some point come back to Spurs. But I also think at some point he will be Man United manager. I also think with the Tottenham job um, is that if we didn't have Podge and he was heavily linked to coming back to Spurs, I think this this team is t- t- not far removed enough from the team that he left. Yeah, I agree. And it's still the same team. That he, the core yeah. of the team is yeah. exactly the same. And the, the problem with that <clears> is that we felt at the, towards the end of his reign that that emotional that that emotional journey had ended, and if the core players are still there, then it's going to be very difficult for him to like to to restart that without going through a rebuild. And we don't want you shouldn't really be rebuilding with someone that you rebuild with already like less than five years ago, let well, and, and failed to years. back for the rebuild as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I don't think you get you gain any more confidence from someone who who didn't win the French league. And then maybe, or like, if he left, the, if he got sacked, probably didn't win the Champions League. And so, why would you then back him now as opposed to then when we had a much stronger team? I just find his approach to this whole PSG job like quite bizarre. It's yeah. almost as if he's treating it as if he's like an interim coach. Um, but they are as well. Yeah. I don't think that there's. Mm. I don't think there's any kind of like. Uh, there's any kind of hiding the fact that they're like P- the PSG job is that 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 gun for hire job like a Hollywood yeah. like 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 you know in Hollywood where they like essentially hire directors to like just film something yeah it's yeah. kind of like that like it's very much a gun for hire can you do the job mm. this this is what we we have this is the budget this is what you need we need you to do yeah. and if you and if you do it cool if you don't you're out the door no no worries for them. Yeah, and that came across in in his interviews because um, I was listening to the Totally Football Show earlier, and um, Julian Laurent said that uh, said that Pochettino in these quotes had said, "Look, I, I'm very much a project manager, and PSG is a win now job, and I'm not really comfortable with that." And I, but I'm just thinking, like, why why is he approaching it uh, approaching this job like this? Like, just. You know, <laughs> look, at, look at the money he's getting paid. I, I did the little finger wag to symbolise the money. Here comes the money. Yeah, money, man's getting money, paid. Money. He's getting paid, even though he's he, getting paid. But like, why doesn't he just shut shut his mouth and just be like, "Yeah, I'm here to win." He why, did, why doesn't he just he, put up that act? He, I don't understand. He always did that though. He, even when he was at Southampton, he was flirting with like sort of bigger teams in the Premier League, and then when he was at Spurs, he was flirting with Man United and Real Madrid, Madrid exactly, yeah. and and all sorts of other jobs. So. He's always done it. I don't think he'll ever change. But 
Maybe it's just the way of him securing. He's basically his, a halot. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's securing his. He's next a charlatan. Job. Yeah, he's securing his next job, even while he's still in his in his. Country. He's eyeing someone else whilst doing the wine. Yeah, yeah. He's eyeing the next <laughs> wine. Does that change how you might feel about him coming back? Because I remember, like uh, during the summer, um, that it was very much a head v heart thing when we were supposedly talking to Conte and Poch, and I think everyone's heads said Conte would be a much better coach for us. But we just were, we were blinded, like blindly in love with Poch. We, yeah, yeah, we wanted him, we wanted him back. But, um... it, was, it was like what Eddie said before. In the summer, it was definitely too early um, mm. for Pochettino because we still had that dead wood that we hadn't moved on that we did in the summer. We hadn't brought in a few players, the few younger players that we did in the summer. It definitely would have been not far enough removed for Pochettino, and I think even. Next summer yeah, and the see. summer after, I think I think it's going to be at least three years before we get Pochettino, which is why I mind a bit less if he actually went to United. But yeah, that's that's my point. I don't know. I think if he goes to United, he's he's kind of dead to me. No, dead to uh, me. No. Well, yeah, no, but but you have to remember that's Cosmo. Like United yeah. is Cosmo's more enemies. Yeah, I've, yeah. Well, I've got a few teams that are more enemies. We've uh, all, all of them. Uh, <laughs> and, and, yeah, as some of the pod editing will uh, attest to. Um, but yeah, I just thought um, we, we will come on to the Leeds game. But with uh, United supposedly appointing Valverde on an interim basis, uh, does that change how you viewed him as a rival? I mean, of course it does, because Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, as we, we all know, was, was a PE teacher. But h- how much do you think that's going to affect the top four race for us with United coming back into it? I think United are taking West Ham's spot. Um, I think they're taking fourth, but I do think they'll still struggle. I think they have horrific problems in, in their squad with egos. And I'm not... Valverde's a much better coach than Ole, and I think he'll do very well with them. But I don't think they'll get the success that they want and need under Valverde because they still have these horrific egos in their team they still have the root of their problem, which is their defence and midfielder shaky at best at times. And I but think Fred is an option. Yeah, exactly. And I, th- and I think they, they would need a big ego manager, for example, Zidane, to, to sort of control, especially when you have your Ronaldo on your team. The only person that I would see that would drop Ronaldo would be Zidane. Even Poch, I don't think, would do it. I don't think Zidane was would drop. I, I think if, if if I think he'd find it, a way to make it yeah, work. I, think, but I don't yeah, think yeah. he would drop. I think him. if it wasn't working with Ronaldo, he would he would be able to drop him. And I don't think that any other manager that, that that's in the frame would have the ego or the the sort of leadership, oh, yes. yeah, the commands to mm. do that. I suppose the issue is that they they literally do have that black hole in, in their midfield. I yeah. mean, it is such a poor midfield. It literally the sucks the life out of the yeah. team. I mean, because their signings were, were class over the summer, summer. Getting Varane, Sancho, Ronaldo, obviously the jury's out, but I mean, it's still like world-class signings. So you mm-hmm. think you put a com- competent manager in there. I mean, even, I mean, who who would be like a competent manager in the Premier League? Maybe like Hasenhut or something. They're probably Potter, gonna yeah. Potter, yeah. They're gonna perform a lot better. It doesn't um, even have to be yeah. Potter or Arsenal. I think there's there's a there's a decent crop of managers in the Premier League that could probably do Dean those. Smith. Hmm. Probably do, <coughs> but the thing is, probably do something that United yeah, squad because they have an play. idea yeah. of the kind of football that they want to play. Mm. I think Dean Smith, for better or for worse, at at Aston Villa, certainly wanted to play a more progressive style of football. He lost Jack Grealish, which is the big mm. problem. 
and that's the reason why they. I think he struggled this season. But I think, like with Oli and with any new appointment, if the core, if the coaching staff remains the same, I think they'll still have the same problems because mm. I think um, from what I understand, and obviously a lot of, I, I used to think that like the big publications, I say like that, like Athletic and the Independent, where you would largely be accurate, but like. I'm starting to feel like there's a lot of like pinch of salt stuff going out. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think um, football I, PR is, is is getting a lot. Yeah, I would say worse, but I suppose the PR machine is getting better at hiding yeah. the truth. Yeah, really. and and to like to like more reputable sources, like and, yeah, I think, and to carry agendas. I think I think yeah, these these bigger bigger like sort of companies they de- they definitely push agendas. For example, Harry Kane, Man United, the like the saga that happened there. I think they would. Pushing that and the Conte that. stuff, yeah, there's so stuff. much positive yeah. Conte, like, yeah, like the, that PR machine is in full swing when we yeah. went like the first two weeks that he joined. And I think the things that are coming out of the Man United camp since Oli got sacked were like it's almost crazy to think that, that they were happening, like, with Oli basically having no like, um, no input on training, and it was like Mike feeling and, and Carrick. And and if that remains the same, then the core problems is going to be the same. Mm. United look like a team that weren't being coached, and so Valverde is a good a good manager. But if the core coaching staff remains the same, and these players actually need to like, essentially, you know, when a new manager comes in, and you essentially have to brainwash them of like thinking about the way they were playing previously. Mm. But like, I think it's going to be a harder job for a, a new manager mid season for, for for them to like. But essentially be like forget everything you know because it wasn't even like they were being coached in a certain way mm. it, he was literally going like yeah go out and have fun they were bereft of yeah, ideas they, they were bereft of ideas it was coming out that they weren't, was, they weren't doing any attacking it's like go out and have fun we're paying you 300 grand a week but uh, you know do you know what I mean just, just go out do, do, do your do magic you can. do what you can do your magic so, and so, so top four looks unlikely if that's the case mm-hmm. but if they are able to like make um changes to like the way they approach training and stuff look like you said they've they made some very very good signings if they click they've got very strong squad apart from that gap in midfield I think if if this new manager comes in I think full spots maybe a bit of a push for Spurs they now also have money though they just need to buy a holding midfielder I guarantee you that's all they need to buy yeah. but I, I think I think coming back to Spurs a bit more I think that Conte the aim that this year is definitely top four still Man United bringing in that new manager probably will scupper that hope because just because that top of, three yeah, are, yeah, are yeah. Done, because are, are the top in. the top the top three are, are, are clear they're clear yeah we're looking at West Ham Arsenal Man United and Spurs probably for that fourth spot I think Man United with this new manager probably are going to take it I'm hoping that we can take them at least to the end of the season to sort of battle for it but. It's yet to be seen. It's yet yeah. to be seen. I think. I think that that would be the aim. But I think I'll be happy with fifth. I think we will have a better idea by Christmas. As yeah. in, like yeah. by by the new year. Yeah. Once they've had, once we've had, once we've gone through yeah. a decent run of fixtures, once they've gone through a decent run of fixtures, I think we'll have a better idea then. Yeah. Once every team's played each team like once, you normally have a decent idea of where where each team's going. Yeah, I think we can definitely push them to the end. I suppose. The problem is, is that when they had Oli, he was effectively like a drag on their Agreed. class players. It was like a, it was like having a parachute. The parachute. The parachute yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, yeah. But for Conte, we wanted him to elevate our our players, who some of them are clearly, yeah. I, I don't think, are, are good enough. And then that 
sort of like that effect is, is kind of going to be nullified by uh, Valverde um, coming in. And also, you know, let's let's get on to the, onto the Leeds game. I mean, the first half, uh, I mean, it's kind of like universally been panned and uh, a lot of podcasts have, you know, mentioned this already. But I mean, I, I, I was going into half time, potentially like going on the WhatsApp group, like just saying... These players are shit. Like, they, oh, yeah. they, I would have been terrible. happy. Yeah, I'd have been happy at nil nil. I, th- I think tactically, he he said that he got it wrong, and mm-hmm. I think he did get it wrong. But I think the players have to take on some sort of sort of well, yeah, responsibility. Yeah, responsibility I, as well. You, you have the, to look at the game. Yeah. So in 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 as as a as a team, you have a game plan, and um, but that game plan is is not gonna is is not foolproof because. For whatever reason, if Leeds make a change to their game plan, and Adapted. we have and we have no and and we have no way of preempting that, which is exactly what happened with with Strauch and um, Phillips essentially swapping positions and Phillips playing as a centre back. Mm-hmm. We had no way of nullifying the fact that we we now we, we, he we now can't sit on Phillips, and so the the I'm sure. Prior to the game, I'm sure Lucas would have been pressing Phillips if he was playing in that half-back slash um, defensive midfielder role. And now he's at centre-back. He's too far forward. Mm-hmm. And so and, and so that nullifies that kind of tactical approach. And so you have to adapt to that. And I think, yes, Conte uh, has come out and said that he got it wrong the first half. But players need to be intelligent as well. And they should be able to... Also, it's, a, it's a feedback loop. So if it's... Get, if it feels like it's going wrong on the pitch, players do can speak to the manager and be like, how can we change this now and not wait until half-time? I, th- I think we did see it a bit with um, Kane actually speaking to Conte throughout the half because I think Kane was realising that I think part of the plan was Kane to drop deep and Lucas and Son to go past him. But mm-hmm. because Phillips was at centre-back, Phillips felt comfortable going with Kane into midfield. Yeah. And then it completely cut out the supply to Kane. And then it was Lucas and Son who were trying to pick up the ball from deep, which wasn't the plan. And I don't. that's why it wasn't working originally. And I think Eddie wanted to make a point about Lucas in the first half because it was just, he was so, so, so bad in the first half. But in the second half, he was one of our brightest players. Yeah, I think, well, yeah, basically exactly right. I think because because initially, um, kind of in that 3-4-3 three, three, Depending on the kind of players that you have, you want that you want that centre uh, centre uh, forward to to drop deep. So like the we have Son and Lucas who can be runners, especially against a uh, back four who as expansive as Leeds do play. Like there's so much them. room yes. for 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 those types of runners, and I think that was initially the game plan. But like Glenn said, because Phillips was so happy to follow Kane into midfield. There was no point in Kane dropping. And so when the ball was being played from the centre-back into the forward players, I think the same ball, either by Dyer or by Tanganga, got fired into Lucas. And it Lucas's um, first touch was not good in the first half. Mm-hmm. But also that ball is impossible. Because the, there's two things you can do when you get that ball fired into you. You can either pass it back to where it came and then therefore you've essentially uh, you've essentially made no ground mm-hmm. or you can flick it round the corner to the fullbacks and that's so hard to get right that's going to go off the pitch unless you know exactly where um, Emerson is which is what Lucas would have had to do or you flick it into midfield and you lose the ball which is what happened 
so often when Lucas got the ball, he tried to and touch it, it down was a so lot. frustrating. Yeah. I, th- I think he re- he realised that the flicks weren't working, so he tried to take a lot of like first touches when the ball was getting fired into him, and it just looked horrible for Lucas because it doesn't play to his strengths it, yeah. his strengths are when he's on the turn like he doesn't want to receive the ball with he's his back, back to goal. defense yeah. and the defender right up his ass he, he's not good at that he's very good when he's looking at the defender and then just going around them I don't I don't think it played to his strengths but I think in the second half there was a complete change because he was he was getting the ball on the turn and he was able to turn and Emerson was playing the ball like inside to Lucas and he was able to run at defenders and it completely changed the game. And also with the change in, in the first half to the second half was that because we were pressing higher up the pitch, we were winning the ball higher up the pitch, which meant that when we were passing it backwards, we weren't passing it back to halfway into our half. Our defenders were essentially on the halfway line and the amount of times that Eric Dyer carried the ball from defence into midfield as compared to... to the first half, where because we were getting it so deep, we had to fire it into midfield. It just it was a completely tactical, um, like it's like a tactical like uh, it was like night and day. The yeah. first half and the second half, and I think um, the 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 problem was the, with the first half was like oh my god, like the, 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 these like these players are, are not gonna like get any better. Like this is yeah. like. This is this is bad. This is us now. Yeah, yeah. And, mean, and, and we're missing players. That's, we, did, we didn't have a shot on target. Yeah, in that, I, yeah. In that first forty-five, we, we were we were genuinely terrible. But it does speak to Conte's strengths that he was able to change the tactics. He was able to change the game. Something we didn't really see with Nuno. He picked one approach and stuck with it. Like if that wasn't working, we were fucked. I, yeah. th- that's how it works and under Jose as well yeah under Jose as well I don't think we've really seen a manager change the team tactically with keeping s- the same s- players on yeah, the pitch yeah keeping the same players on the pitch maybe since the first few games under Jose because <clears throat> towards the end Jose was just completely relentless in his approach and he would stick with it no matter what but at the start I do think that Jose was experimenting a little bit with tactics and like changing it and stuff I think that's where he fell short and I think with Conte it just won't happen so uh, which individual players stood out for you guys Dyer was Dyer was class he, he yeah. was he, uh, easily our best player I believe yeah I would I would agree I think in the first half for as much as we struggled I think he was our best defender mm-hmm. um, and he was doing his job yeah uh, like <coughs> with, with with Tanganga and to a lesser effect, effect Davies but definitely with Tanganga like Positionally, we were just very exposed on the right hand side, which yeah, is where the goal. Had a great game. Which is where oh, the goal came game, from, because yeah. because in that position, when Emerson <coughs> is getting uh, beaten, the whole point of having a right centre back is is so that the gap between the centre back and the full back is not big enough, so that if the if the full back gets beaten, the centre back is there to cover for that full back. We had two or three players within six within the six yard box, and that shouldn't happen. But also, I think Reguilón switched off for the goal as well. I think, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I think he. You should he, be following your runner. Yeah, he didn't have a great game. I think uh, Hoiberg had an all right game. I think Emerson had a pretty decent game, barring the goal. Um, Lucas, we've already sp- spoken about. I think Son was a bit quiet, but I think he's been getting slated by a lot of Twitter like uh, followers. I think Kane weirdly had a, actually a decent game having watched having been at the game he was one of the only players on the pitch 
that noticed we were early on that we were we were under pressure. We weren't playing the way that he wanted. He was going over to Conte, trying to adapt things in in the first half, speaking to him in the second half, sort of. He was a leader on the pitch, which I haven't seen from Harry Kane in quite a while. Even though he didn't get a goal and he didn't get an assist, I think he did play okay. Yeah, I sort of changed my view on Kane after the like running statistics came out. Um, he ran the most in the team. Um, because, I mean... And we my, managed to outrun Leeds. Yeah, 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 by quite some distance as well. But um, my main problem with Kane in that game is I, I just thought he looked unfit again. Um, he still does. I just, he still does. I just... Hate the way he he just looks tired when he receives the ball, and it, yeah. it you know it reminds me of myself when I haven't played football for like two years. <laughs> reminds me of me I, yesterday. <laughs> I, I, I know that I know that feeling, and I don't think a professional footballer should experience that feeling. Um, you know, no wonder like Conte's had to bang catch up because I mean it's just, it's just it's just ridiculous. Like I don't know. No catch up. So catch up to catch up. No catch up. No mayo. No forceful sex. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, like I just yeah. But the the positive is that if he is um, putting in those yards, I think the the fitness is going to come. And even when Kane was, you know, one of our own trademark TM, um, he took a while to get up up to speed especially after an injury so maybe this is just how he is but I remember uh, he used to have that duck where he never scored in August yeah he had that because he was was unable to get up and firing very quickly and I think that's what we're seeing this season it's especially, just later yeah it's even worse later on because he doesn't have that pre-season under his belt well, yeah, because he, he didn't he Disneyland didn't, wasn't he because he didn't turn up yeah and then and, on Joe and then, Lewis's yeah and, and he doesn't and he doesn't you see, you've seen the pictures of all the pizzas that they're consuming with England like, Trust, you, 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 oh my you, don't, you don't know what they're going away and doing with England. Like he, he seems to be like playing against San Marino, covering seven kilometers in ninety minutes and eating pizza after a game. The only thing that I would say is that he did play unnecessarily play ninety minutes both England games, or a, a close to one hundred and eighty minutes. And, on international duty, which he just wants that record. That's he, of course, and, and him and him and Southgate are, are low key villains, man. They're villainous like duo because like they just lo- they both love the stat pad. It's not yeah. just it's not just Kane. Mm. Southgate loves the stat pad. He did it under me. He tried. Tra- he, he, mm. he he broke he, the record I, I, under I, me. Yeah. You know what? I've never even thought of that because. As you guys know, when it's an international break, I just pretend football yeah, doesn't yeah. exist. But I mean, yeah, I didn't really. I was like, Netflix is my that, friend during yeah, the international. I didn't break. make that connection that they're, they're literally both stat padding. That is a good point. Um, but I, I want to give a shout out to Davis. Um, yeah. Glenn's making a face because let's go back a while here. I think it was against uh, last year in the Europa League against Antwerp, was it? When, Could have been anyone. Oh, no, no, no. It was definitely Antwerp. It was the specific one. Yeah. It was a back four. And never, we were. Uh, it was either that or he was at centre back in a three. I think he no, he was. It was a back three. four. It was a back four, and he, and he played centre back yeah, in yeah. a two. And, and, and Glenn said he <laughs> never wants to see Davis at centre back again. Yeah. But I have to say, I I'm a sucker for a small centre back in a three, like especially a left footed one, someone who's decent on the ball. I used to love Daily Blint. I used to think he was such a. Oh, but player. he's class. Yeah. Oh, but he's so far away from. No, 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 no. I'm just saying it's the type of player I like, and Davis. I'm not saying he was the quality of Blim, but I mean, to have someone on the left of a back three that you can give the ball to and you can trust with the ball and he can pass. And he was making some good, like, uh, punchy balls into centre mid and he'd run beyond the centre mid. And 
I just I, I thought it was promising. I thought I thought he was really good. I thought he did really well to get into the box for that shot. Probably should have scored, but um, yeah. I think he, had, he was a bit surprised that he was in that <laughs> position, if anything. But yeah. um, I think Davis was was really good, and I'm surprised because I had given up on him. It's the re- like, it's yeah. the same role that Bastoni played for <clears throat> for Conte in, in Inter. Same role as as Pilicueta would have played in the back three, like just on the other side. Yeah, yeah, just on. The, but um, you're just talking about the yeah, profile yeah, of the player. It is. It is. It is that role of like the um a full uh. uh a centre back who's comfortable on the side that they're playing, and has enough like mobi- agility and mobility to to make and those fitness. exactly. He, he looks like one of the fittest players on the I'd pitch. Agree. I'd it, agree. It, it, re- it really does pain me to say this because Ben Davies has been the bane of my. Spurs. Oh, he's literally, yeah, I agree. He's been the bane of my Spurs, <laughs> my Spurs life. I've seen the pain he's caused you for the last two years, but it pains me to say this. I think he ha- he has to start every game. He has to start every single game. With, without it's, Davis on that left-hand side, I think we'd be a much weaker team. And, we have and, no other left-footed uh, players. And I think I think in, in January, it's probably one of the places we do look to, to strengthen. Agreed. But, Agreed. but at the moment, I think anyone who comes in is, is going to struggle to get that place off Davis because he's been one of the top three, four players in the last in every single game that we've had under Conte. And I think Sanchez, when he came on, had had a really good game. I think Tanganga struggled quite badly. I think with Sanchez, with us playing high up the pitch, it might have uh, like made yeah. Sanchez look a bit better than Tanganga. Yeah, would have been Tanganga. Yeah. I think Tanganga would have had a be- better second half um, with the tactical changes. But he came on and played really well. Sessegnon came on. It was, he didn't come on for very long, but it was nice to see him playing at left wing back I think it's That's we, yeah, yeah it is his position and I think it's something that we might see on Thursday um, in the in the Ren game I think he'll probably start and I think that could be quite promising Harry Winks came in because Skip's obviously suspended I don't think he's he should be playing over Skip but he, he played okay like the players that came in and were subs and haven't played very much this season I think they were, they were decent they, mm. they, they didn't they didn't like make themselves look terrible. It's that new manager syndrome. Yeah. Like I, I it, like <coughs> I'm not saying that going forward they're going to play terribly if they if they get into the team, but it's very much a case of like okay, like I didn't play under the old manager. Mm-hmm. What can I show the new manager in this new uh like formation or style of football that can get me into this team because I think I not Ali, I don't think Ali has a a role in this team personally, but Winks I think that the the kind of profile of player that he is, depending on how he performs under under Conte when he gets given the chance, there is a role for him in that midfield too. I think I think he hasn't got the quality, and I think that's somewhere that another position that Conte will be looking yeah. to strengthen. And I think, but we're stacked in that position in our squad. I, I think Winks. I think Winks is one of the first to go. I don't agree with that. I, I think, actually I think, thought he was quite good. I, I think I, you thought he was. Good. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I just yeah. said that. I just said that he. I, I, I completely agree with you. I think he played okay, but I think he he is one of the players that is we are able to sell for a reasonable sum. I don't think we'll get very much for him. Mm. I think he will be one of the first heads on the chopping block. Ali will, I think, be the first head on the chopping block because he doesn't have a position in the formation or the team that. Or the tactics that Conte plays, but it's seemingly seemingly neither does Indombele at this point, 
And but this is this is the problem uh, that I'm. I think we've got to give it time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. Yeah. I agree. And I think out of out of anyone like this new fitness regime slash like uh, change. Yeah. Will, 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 like some players haven't played a lot of football because they're getting up to speed with with Conte. But I also think that Conte, in his interviews, speaks a lot about Ndombele and, yeah, and, and, speak, and speaks about fitting him into a team. And yeah. he's, he, he's even spoken about playing him where Lucas was playing. I think and we're going to change to a 3-5-2 right yeah, yeah, in the near future. I think eventually when, we when will. The players, when yeah. our players are fit. I don't think... Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I don't think... Um, Lucas, I think Lucas might pass. Even though he's been good, I think Lucas is the first person to drop out of yeah, the team. I, I do, I do agree. I, I think even if if Ndombele is used in a ten role rather than rather than on possibly on that in in that inside forward role that um, Conte has been speaking about, he says he could either play there or he could play as a six. But he needs to he needs to work on a few things to make himself into one of them roles. He needs to be more disciplined if he's going to play deeper. And he need, and he needs to be better with his back to goal um, if he's going to play in the inside forward role, and he needs to be more efficient with the ball, is what he says. But I think there's a lot of work to be done with Ndombele. He has so much talent. He just needs to find that right role in the team, and I think Conte will find that with him. If Ndombele gets fit and I think no, he's I mean, the fittest he's ever been. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and I think it's not far off from when we're going to see him come into the side a lot more. I think if 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 he like does mold into the type of player that Conte wants, then Winks is as good as gone because we yeah. still got Lacelso in there. Jury's out on Lacelso, yes, of course. We have Skip, we have Hoybier. Yeah. That is a position where we 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 aren't bereft of quality. Yeah, no. It's just about getting those players to the level that they should be, and we need play like we've 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 been desperate for so many years beyond Conte, beyond Jose, beyond Nuno, beyond even Poch. Where there was no there was no competition for positions, yeah. and we desperately need competition for positions. I'm not saying we need, you know, three players in every position, but we need competition. You need, a, I'd say, for every single man on the pitch, you need a player who can come in and give competition, like at least one, at least one for each. Yeah. It's 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 going to sound a bit trivial, but well, it's, a 23 it's, man yeah, squad, and there's it's, 11 players on the pitch. Exactly. That's it's the first thing that I do on football managers. I look at the positions. And and I pick a player for each position, and then I look at who who the backups are. And if there's five people in one position, they're the first to go. They're the they're the, yeah. they're the first heads on the chopping block. And I think centre midfield, we've got like eight players that can play there, and we yeah. play two. I think the problem is it's a bit of a much for muchness, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But um, just going back to Winks, like uh, there was a video doing the rounds on Twitter about him, uh, a compilation of him a few years ago, and. He genuinely looked like a different player. Yeah. Like, he yeah. was unrecognisable. That forward thinking kind yeah, of Yeah, and it, it, just his body shape when he would get on the ball, he was always like on a half on turn. A turn. Yeah. And but I have to say I kind of did see that o- o- on Sunday and I and I hadn't seen that in a while. I think he his he is limited in his ability to do that now because he's had um f- a few significant ankle injuries and I, I think that will limit him. But I think in this interim period Conte, while we have winnable games, I think he is just going to fill out a team of players that he knows he can rely on. I think that's why we're seeing Lucas so much because yeah. it's, it's been proved time and time again. Mourinho loved him. Nuno. Nuno loved him. And now Conte seemingly, we don't know if he loves him, but he likes him at the moment because these these are players that can carry out instructions. Yeah, And, and we saw it under Mason as well. I mean, 
you know, Mason and whatever. Mason's but, mates, yeah. Yeah, but he instead of playing Ndombele, he puts Winks in that because these are players that are identified as being able to carry out instructions to a T. And I think the plan is get through these winnable fixtures, get to January, and then I think we might see the three four one two that you mentioned, three five two. Um that's when we might see the change. But uh it's yeah. a difficult formation to to change to. Like a three five two from what we had from before what, exactly. is, is very, very, very it's so hard yeah. and, and like the roles that you're playing in a four two three one or a four three three are so far removed. We had we had we had, like we were saying in the previous podcast, we have so many wingers. And in this three five two, there are no wingers. There's yeah. wing backs. So I think it's a very, very I think it's sort of a transition period under Conte, this this three weird three four three that he's sort of playing at the moment that was almost a four uh, five four one in the first, in the first half, which was horrible to watch. <laughs> but like I think this this three four three is sort of a transition period into that into that three five two that he wants to eventually play. I think if you look at the his last uh three jobs, Italy, Chelsea and Inter Milan, of those three jobs the two the Italy and Inter Milan for the majority of of his time he played a three five two Chelsea he played a three five uh, sorry a, th- a three four three yeah. um and that suited the players that he he had at he the had time. Hazard to be yeah. fair and and, and, and you're not Pedro, you're not gonna not play Hazard Pedro Pedro William who was on form at the time yeah, yeah. no way you're no way yeah. not gonna that those t- those that that team had too many good wingers mm-hmm. to to not play a three four three which still suits Conte. It's still free at the back. It's still wing backs, yeah. but if you look at Italy when he was Italy coach, it was a hundred percent a three five two. If you look at Inter Milan, it was a three five two. No matter who was in the team, mm-hmm. like swap out the midfielders, swap out the wing backs, swap out the centre backs. It was always a three five two. So I think the like we we do have too many wingers at the club, and um uh, and potentially that aside from Ali and then maybe Winks, like I, I reckon. A winger, I don't know who will will also will will also may look to move on, and and that will help us transition to a three five two. I also think that depending, look, like players that Matas are, don't know when he's going to come in. Is that next season? Are we sending him on loan again? Depends. That is another thing that depends on how good he is when he comes back. Um, we we may end up. <laughs> We may end up being stacked in midfield rather than out out wide, but having that road, if if the midfield is going to have to work as hard as it does, then maybe having a lot of uh, options in there won't be won't be too bad. I think another thing to mention with his previous jobs is that he hasn't always gone straight into that three five two. So <laughs> at Chelsea, I think he started with a four two four. Yeah. Um, again, that's a bit of like a wild stylistic decision, <laughs> but it still is using for. Uh, at the back which players were used to and it, it, it plays with wingers rather than you know two up front or whatever and um, I think at Italy he, he played with a four two four at first before he switched to three five two. so I think there definitely is something to be said for he will work with what's gone before him for a little bit and then change it up it, gradually it, rather yeah. than someone like Sari who comes in and then four, he three, says 4-3-3 three. Three, three, you have to play this way and we saw at Chelsea it didn't really work because it alienated a lot of the players Kante playing in 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 a in like an advanced midfield role yeah like and and Jorginho playing as that kind of Regista like 
it works for for Jorginho, mm-hmm. but Kante looked like he was like a uh, he he looked like I Should don't know I don't know what I don't know this area of the pitch. A bit like Hoybier at yeah. times, although he did get that that goal. I think it's just a weird goal, by the way. Yeah, he's. I think he's been playing okay under Conte, to be honest, uh, Hoybier. I think he's he's caught a lot of slack from quite a lot of fans, but I think in this transition, he has been one of our more solid players. I think mm-hmm. he he will he will always give you a seven out of ten. He does. He does misplace some forward passes, but at least he looks forward. Like the Hoybier that we were seeing under Nuno was just sideways, sideways, backwards, and him and skipping midfield was and just dropping so deep to yeah, pick up the ball, it, which it, I hated. It, it, it was mm. it was horrible to watch. But at least he is looking for these forward passes and making these forward runs and getting it like weirdly getting into the into the box. I think he's. One of our one of our top five scorers this year at the moment. I think he's got like three or yeah, he's got three. It was yeah, yeah I remember on match today. Yeah, it's his third goal this season. So maybe maybe this transition into more of this box to box style that he plays with uh, Denmark could be, could be good for him. I yeah, know. I think he showed that. <coughs> Pardon me. Under in in Southampton, he wasn't like the deepest midfielder. No. For Denmark, he's not the deepest midfielder. So. Like he has got it in his locker to to be further up the pitch, and with successful teams as well. So it's not like it's like terrible teams who are failing, like who like look horrible on the ball. He does play well in the, in this position, and he doesn't need to yeah. be the deepest midfielder no. if Skip is playing. Yeah, but Skip Skip that is his that is his role. He's not gonna. He could he, do a Regista, but just with with more of a more of a defensive acumen than uh, yeah. Jorginho, in my opinion. I think he really could mould himself to that role. And I think that's what Winks would have like would have been if he maintained the quality that he that he But Winks is terrible defensively. He's I, so I never really knew what Winks was meant to be. Yes. I think that's part I still of the don't. problem. I still um, don't. Because when he first came on the side, he was a, a Dembele replacement. Yeah. Which is, he was like a and Mason, he did it well. Like a Mason it, kind of like player, do you not think? I don't know what, what Mason yeah. was. That's the saying that's 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 the same but they were both yeah. moldable. Yeah. They were both very much like they seem to enjoy carrying the ball, like which is a bit weird for centre midfielders that are small. Yeah. Because like you, if you carry the ball, you you like you like Dembele or Yaya Toure. Yeah. Mm. You think those are players that are carry the ball because they're strong and they can drive a team forward. Whereas you don't see too many small centre midfielders unless you're Iniesta. Very, very, yeah. very, very tactically you know I mean? aware or very, very tricky. Very intelligent or in, yeah. or tricky. And, which and is neither of Exactly. Which is not Winks and, yeah. and not Mason when they were playing, when he was when he was playing. So, but I think I agree. Skip is, first of all, very young. And so his, his ceiling is crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also I think he, 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 it means that Hoybier doesn't have to be the deepest player on the pitch. And I, th- I think one of the, the beautiful things as well is it means that Hoybier doesn't have to play every single game, which Mourinho was so insistent on. Like, we saw in Europa League last Didn't season. Didn't miss a game. Yeah, like, and so often the, the team would be playing poorly and then Hoybier comes on in, like, the 56th, 60th minute. Changed the game almost. He really yeah. did almost in a, lot, in a lot of Europa League games. But I think that's part of why we're seeing Hoybier kind of struggle a, a bit. I know you guys said he, he was decent in that game, but I think he is tired and... You know, it is nice that we can sort of rotate now. So, uh, I want to get your op- opinions on um, going into this Mora game. Um, how much rotation do you think we're going to see? Because we didn't see much in Conte's first game, but I think that's very much setting a precedent. Yeah, I think um, I think Kane still starts. We we do need to win the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, and and I think the problem is what we saw from Dane Scarlett when he played in previous games is that he you know like he's very much still a men's game it's a men's game and he's very much a boy yeah 
and like the the physic the like the, the physical levels, even though he's strong for his age, he's just not strong enough at this level. Yeah, I agree. And like even even these like thirty five year old centre backs, they're gonna bully him. Even if he's quicker than them or, or sharper than them, they're just stronger than him. Yeah. In the air, on the ground, he's not gonna get around them. So I think Kane will start. I think, I think Bergvine starts. I think Bergvine definitely starts. I think Sessegnon definitely starts. I think Skip probably starts. Yeah, because he missed he missed the game on the weekend because so. of suspension. But yeah. it's not a fitness issue. No, no, yeah, of course. But that um, means that he's fresh and ready to go. But I also think this international break has actually been pretty good to Hoybier because obviously he had that in, in injury kind of he mm-hmm. he he travelled with the the Denmark team but wasn't used at all because he had that sort of residual uh, kind of injury from the horrific uh, Holgate tackle in the Everton game. They didn't play him because he had this weird like bruise or dead leg sort of thing. But right. it, it doesn't doesn't play too much into his fitness, I don't think. I think he had a rest there. So I think he will he will come back sort of a more energised player. Mm-hmm. I just think in, in, the, in the first half, he looked very deep and almost tired because he was playing in that tactical formation. I think he might even play. I think we'll see Doherty, yeah. maybe Tanganga again. Obviously, Galini, I think, will come into play. Uh, uh, Sanchez? Possibly, yeah. yeah. I can see Sanchez playing. I think that back three is... It, I, I think that back maybe three is Rodin? largely, largely set, set in stone, I think. I think... <coughs> I, I think, I think um, if Rodon comes in, it, it will be either Sanchez or Rodon. I don't think it's going to really? be... I don't think it's going to be Dyer. I think Dyer plays. Really? I personally I think What about Dyer Davis? Davis also plays. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's going to, if, if any of the mid, the defenders are going to be changed out, it's going to be Sanchez or or um, Rodon. The reason why is because I think Dyer is a leader in the back three. And also Davies is per, like, he, he is basically undroppable in that left centre back. I, I think possibly, we might might see Rodon as a centre centre back because he's played with Davies a lot um, for Wales. They sometimes play the five. Yeah. Yeah, they sometimes yeah. play the five at the back, and he has played there. He's played very well for Wales. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope he gets a shot there, but I, I do agree with we're more likely to see Dyer. I'm not sure about Kane. Kane probably plays because he needs to up his fitness. We might drop Son for the first half, and then if if it's going better. Um, Lacelso, Lacelso plays. Is he injured? Is Lacelso? Yeah, Lacelso has picked up a little, an injury. A, a, a little knock. I don't, don't know think, what's going on. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I never know if he's fit or not. I, I, think, I think he's hardly ever fit. I think it was a minor knock. I don't. I don't think it was a bad one. But I think the Romero one is. Does Hill? Does Hill play? I, we, no, this I don't is think Hill a, a side. A side. A, a side part in. A side parting. Aside <laughs> um, from uh, Hill. Like, not knowing about Romero's condition is like one of the worst things like that has been consistent about Spurs. I, don't know. I, don't, I think I never understand why they don't give us updates on our players' fitness. This sounds like it could be a bad injury. I think it's a re- no, no. I, th- I think basically, I think they they did a scan and they need to do another scan. Was too much bruising. Yeah, there was too much yeah. bruising and too much like swelling and scar tissue. Um, that sounds bloody bad. Yeah, and and, and, and they and they said they're going to do another scan in seven to days time, seven to ten days time. Seven to ten days is a long a long time to be injured already. If yeah, they're doing another scan, scan after that, it yeah. looks like it could be like a 
three, four, three months, uh, three, four month injury, yeah. which is horrible. The, the one good thing I would say about that is that I, I thought Sanchez looked really, really good on, yeah. on the right of that back three. And it's like, it reminds me of what you were saying about on Football Manager when you want someone to challenge for every yeah. position. I don't think Sanchez is ever going to use up Romero, but he was already <coughs> sort of keeping him out of the team early on uh, this yeah. season. I actually think Sanchez hasn't... He was unlucky. In a, yeah, in a Spurs shirt, he hasn't put a foot wrong. Apparently, he struggled a bit with Colombia, and I think maybe that's the reason why we use that as an excuse to put Romero in, who's obviously another level of centre-back. But Sanchez, you know, I I think he's, he's looking pretty good, um, especially on the right, I think. That's, under Poch, I, I don't know, you guys might have to correct me on this, but I seem to remember him playing in the centre of a back three with yeah, Alvaro yeah, right yeah. and Vertonghen left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that just used to make me so nervous. I remember some, <laughs> His some games at Wembley, oh, yeah, Lloris would play it short yeah. to him and I would be like, what the hell? Like, why were we relying on Sanchez to build up play? Like, oh, my God. That was a weird one because I they think, did switch I, it I think in that, in that game, I think, was that, was that the one where Vertonghen played left wing back? Against no, Dortmund. I'm not. No, he, because he did. He did play, played. Yeah. in the centre. Yeah, in that yeah, one. yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's played. He's played some really weird roles, Sanchez. I don't think he's a centre centre back, but this right centre back, he looked really good because yeah. against against a four three three, you want a player who's defensively minded in that right centre back role and that left centre back role. To be fair. Mm-hmm. Defensively minded enough to be able to mark wingers completely out of the game. Mm. You're playing one on one versus a winger for most of the game because your right wing back and your left wing back are mostly going forward mm. in, in in that role. If and you're it, playing a three at the back and not a five, yeah, and 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 in a transition, <laughs> you're more likely to be one on one with a left winger, and I and I do think he suits that role really well, even though he does dive in at times, which can be. But so does sure. Romero. Yeah, but so does yeah, Romero. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, th- I think he could. He could. He could easily back up that role, mm. and and at least give competition for places. I also we spent a lot of money on him. He, exactly, we've spent a lot of money on him and Romero. Yeah, and and I think combined that's something like ninety million or at least eighty five million. Yeah, which is it, it will it's be pushing, way more than that. Pushing a hundred. Yeah, I think it's at least a hundred. I think it was. For, I think it was forty for Sanchez and fifty. Yeah. For Romero initially, yeah, I think which it, is yeah, but Romero's on that loan to with option with mandatory yeah, buy. Yeah, that's so like that's okay. like that's like some Hollywood accounting style for for Spurs where you just like write off. <laughs> it, it goes under the radar that we bought uh, Sanchez for four, like forty four million. Forty two, forty four. I mean, yeah. like. We, we've never treated him as like a superstar signing, but he he was our record sort of signing for, for like two or three years, wasn't he? He was like mm. a, one of our after Sissoko. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> he took over from Sissoko. No, yeah. Sissoko yeah, after something. Sissoko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think before we signed, who who was the next big player that we signed? I think it was Lo Celso and, and then, then Dombe. But Lo Celso was another weird one because he we was... We actually paid up, ended up paying less than yeah, him and, for Zen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and also it was in Dombele. It, it was another after. weird loan. It was in Dombele. Yeah, was, it was in was Dombele. Our, yeah. So we've, we've made some weird record signings. Like just mm. been in and out of the team, not quite fitted in. But hopefully this is, this is maybe his spell where he can have like... Th- maybe three months he's, where he's he only still 25 or 26 yeah he's still young that's crazy young. like that that when you think about it in that sense that like we talk about players that can be moulded at 25 or 26 as a defender you can 100% be moulded yeah for sure You like un- until I'd say about 28 
even after that, like defenders have like a, a long lifespan when it comes to like changing their like role slash mentality. Fullbacks is difficult mm-hmm. um, unless unless of your builds, like you can maybe move to a centre back. Like someone like Shaw Luka, for instance, he played that centre back for Croatia. Yeah, was a fullback for the most of his career. Um, you, like and and midfielders, they kind of have a hard time once the engine fails. But centre backs, depending on what kind of f- formation you can play, I think Sanchez has got a, a lot of football left to play. I think he can improve and and excel in a in a back three in this cent, uh, right centre back. And I still think we can we. I mean, I think, like Glenn said, I think the position that we're going to look to strengthen is the left centre-back role, the first defender. And I think our Maybe kind of dream... Midfielder. Maybe a creative Yeah, one, those two. Those we still two. yet to see whether Conte wants to play a creative midfielder. So I think I, I agree. I mean, well, he took yeah. Ericsson from us. Yeah, I know. But, but no, we, we still he, yet to see whether he wants to do it. Yeah, he's still yet to see whether we, he, he wants to do that with our team. Whether he yeah. wants to play that centre attacking midfielder, yeah. so I do agree with you. I think the left centre back is the first, the first. And then our dream, center. our dream back three, I would imagine, would be that new left centre back, uh, Romero, Romero potentially in the centre centre mid. I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think I ever. That's what he played for Atalanta though. I, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, but Atalanta was yeah. a very unique. Yeah, way of but that. they they played brilliant football. Yeah, but he was so much more back. high pressing. Than, than Conte wants to play. Yeah. That's, well, that's the, the, the reason I think the reason why we improved on the weekend is because we pressed high in the second half. Yeah, but I just I can't see Conte changing his identity uh, that much. Yeah. I mean, I would kind of like to see Romero at the centre. I, uh, I prefer. Defense, to, I but, think Dyer's um, been our best player under Conte so far. It's difficult, but yeah. this is, would you not rather? Anyways, this conversation would you not rather have this kind of conversation than be like who plays? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, oh, and, Dye, and also on, under Mourinho, where basically because of his rhetoric, it, like we were turned into like hating all of our players and yeah, exactly. you know wanting to throw them under the bus and stuff like that. I mean, for some reason, like the game that sticks in my head is that Aston Villa game where we played a four four two. Was that was that the chaos of, formation with yeah, Luke, yeah. Vinicius and Kane? <clears throat> yeah, and it was just Disgusting. so much bad blood towards the players. Like, everyone was like, and, and, and Mourinho, we won, like, we won yeah, that game. We won, but he was like, "This is the eleven I trust. I don't trust <laughs> anyone outside of it." I played the eleven <laughs> players that I could trust. <laughs> yeah, I remember like, the pod after that game. It was me, you, Jed. Did you, uh, were you on the pod? I might have been. I think I might have been on that. I, I think so. No, no. Yeah, I yeah. think you were. It was. Uh, it was me, you, uh, Glenn, and Jed. And I remember Jed being like, "Yeah, uh, he's done. He's he, done." He was like, "I guess he played the four players that he trusts, but I don't like this." Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, "He's like, we can't play this way every week." That's what we were I saying. Everyone knew it wasn't going to last, but we, yeah. there was so much. Blind faith with, with Jose. Like Bergvine and Lacelso on the wings or something like that. Oh, it was horrible. It was horrible. Um, we don't have much time left, but uh, we're playing Burnley on the weekend. And it's a weird one with Preview and Burnley because they're just always there in the Premier League. Like, they don't really evolve on the diet. They don't really change. They seem to like a, it's the like same. a Premier League heavy. They, they kind of are. With the, I'm a bit worried about set pieces on the weekend because... Mm-hmm. They just score unlimited set pieces and always have. It's like a cheat code. And and we just concede. We concede the yeah, unlimited yeah. set pieces and, <laughs> always, and, and, and always yeah. have. But who are, who are worse, us or Leicester? 
No, it could be us. Genuinely, no, for are you in, sure? In terms of longevity, <laughs> okay, yeah. This this yeah. problem has been a big problem. Like when yeah. when Leicester won the league, you can't you couldn't score a set piece against yeah, it. They they just scored. They but it did help that yeah. the refs allowed them to molest. <laughs> yeah, corners so. like yeah. like GBH every single yeah. corner. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. but aside from that though, like our problem has been like it's 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 been a culture at Spurs for some reason. Yeah, set pieces. Yeah, we're not going to defend them. Yeah, and but, we also have a small keeper, which yeah. makes it worse. Mm-hmm. And but Burnley on the weekend could be could be dangerous. It's it's a really weird one because we say this every single time, and we win. We and we, and we, we have a good record against. Yeah, yeah. we have a really at good, Turf Moor. Yeah, but yeah, but we've won there this season under Nuno. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I, I think we either. Oh, no, I don't want to talk about that game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, game yeah. was that game was horrible. No, we talked about on a that game that is that bad. If we can still win that, then surely I think I think. We have this conversation every time. I think we either absolutely smashed them, played them off the park, oh, or I remember five nils or we, against or, them, or, or we or we just get get like a, a weird penalty and and like grab one against them. Like that, that, that's always happening yeah, yeah, against yeah. Burnley, and I think it'll be the same this time. I'm I'm looking for a win. Someone to balance the like yeah. goal of the season exactly. against yeah. against yeah. Burnley. Yeah, it's, it's very weird. Well, the goal, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like I think. Previewing Burnley is like a weird one because they're always there, but I always slightly feel a bit confident, even though they have the key to our weakness. I think they definitely I, have a good record against them. Right? I yeah. think that they um, they have slightly changed this season. Yeah, they have evolved uh, a little bit. Uh, I, like it's weird how like one well, sign in one one foreign literally <laughs> one sign in has changed their like Sean Dyche has suddenly become you know like the 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 like. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Like, no, so ta- he's, so, he's become a Brit aboard. Yeah. He's like, he's, instead of going to the ye old English, he, he's, he's, gone to, he's gone to the Cayella bar and he's like, oh, this has yeah. got flavour. <laughs> literally, literally. The guy bought Cornet's left back and he's like, you know what? He's too spicy for left back. He's, he's too spicy for left back. Let me play like top in a two. Yeah, you can't, you can't stuff it into the middle. You have to sprinkle it on the top. I yeah. think, I think that's what's happened with Cornet and I think, uh, look, I, I, He's dangerous. I think yeah. he's a quality player. Yeah, he's really good. He and um, and depending on how they play, like I, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna kind of like, li- like describe it in such a derogatory way, like big man, little man up front, like mm-hmm. Chris Wood and Corne. But it, it like Corne is quick. Chris Wood is big. These are two things that yeah. I, like. We've struggled with in the past. I, I think he's they, not I just think, big. Yeah. He's he's a really good player. We were discussing yeah. it a bit off air, like um. But I do remember after the Burnley game last season, it's actually just come back to me. Is I remember like really admiring Woods' touch, like especially oh, like, yeah, his yeah. chest. It, it was like it was like Crouch. Like yeah. Crouch had such an under underrated touch and un, underrated control because that's not the only thing that big men do. They do really like he does really bring other players into the game. And he, it's like when he allows when, them, when, he allows when them to when play. Fenwar played obviously yeah. to a lesser level, but mm. when you when you when you put it in in the right position to his chest. He's winning it every time. Yeah, Chris Wood is winning that and, and every the touch time. Doesn't get away from them. I think. I think Chris Wood is is a dangerous player against any team in the Premier League. Any yeah. team. In yeah, the I agree. League. Agree. And they played out yeah. a, a really thrilling game against Crystal Palace, um, who who've been good recently. Who've got, who, yeah. who beat us, obviously, put put Arsenal on ropes um, right until the last minute. So I think. Could, they also beat yeah. and they also drew to City. Beat City. Beat, oh, beat City. City. Yeah, beat City. So Crystal Palace yeah. has been very good recently, and Burnley just drew to them. So I, as as much as I'm confident, I don't want to overlook Burnley because they do really have like 
some tools to absolutely smash us. I also think we have the tools to... Yeah, to, I think to under, under Conte we've maybe transformed it maybe into a bit more of a winning mentality. He's he's rewarding wins more. He's more passionate. He's able to te- change tactically. I think like he, was, he, he, wants, he wants to win more than other managers yeah. have. And I, and I, I think... The game was 2-1. It didn't feel like a 2-1. It felt like when, after that that game, and I know we were talking about theatrics and and like doing it for the camera, but also it, it, it makes a difference when your manager is that, you know, that happy with the win. Mm -hmm. That That passionate about, about the work that you've put in. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, when we won with Nuno, it felt like a relief. Yeah, it didn't yeah, feel. Yeah, it didn't feel like. It, it didn't feel like wandered, something that we yeah, earned. He wandered back down the touchline and sort of. Apart from the city game, that's the only one that I really saw him like getting behind the fans, like sort of like clapping the fans. Other 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 games. First time game of the season. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> other than that, I just I just saw him wander down the touchline to to the interviews and then go in, into the change room. That, that's what he did. He just wandered head down. Yeah. He he, he was very receptive of the fans, you know, but he wasn't very passionate with the fans. He didn't live it with the fans, unlike Conte. And I think Conte lives lives with the fans. I, I think. He, I wonder how long it will be until uh, like we look back on Nuno's reign and we're just like, oh yeah. That guy. Yeah, yeah. He, oh, he's he gonna managed be, us for six games. Like, is he going to be like a pub quiz question or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to be like... You know, like, Chelsea have those forgotten managers. Like, yeah. I keep forgetting, like, people like Scolari manage Chelsea. And, and like... And, and yeah. he's going to become, like, one of those ones. Like, I'll, I won't forget any manager between... Uh, the last ten years. Like, Red... Like... Uh, Martin Yol and and yeah, Mourinho uh, and uh, Conte. Yeah. Aside from like maybe Nuno. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think it'd become forgotten. But I'd just be like, oh yeah, he he managed us. Oh, maybe in a few, oh, and I forgot about him because I think he'll get another job reasonably easily. Really? I, I think I think he must be massively tainted from. I, I, no, yeah, I, I, I don't think. I, so. I, I think I think I I agree with you, but I think. In, within the next two years, we'll see him managing a decent top half, not, not top half, sorry, top, top flight team in one of the top four countries. I don't know. I think if my team was in the, the bottom four and we employed Nuno, I'd be like, oh, fucking hell. Oh, I, I really, I really To be did. fair, well, he, like a new... he, he left us in what? In sixth, seventh, wasn't it? Yeah, sixth. Yeah, sick. He left, yeah, he left the league sick. is really bunched at the moment, though. That's another thing. Yeah. Um, There's like clusters in the league. Yeah, definitely. Top but three, and then it's the next. This six. is one of the things I was going to say about Burnley. Like the the level of the league, it it was that it, that the bottom teams were quite a lot poorer than the rest, and then the middle was really strong. And then yeah, you speak about the clusters. The top three is great. Yeah. But I think with these managerial changes, like Norwich getting um, Dean Smith, that's yeah. that's, that's a big appointment. That's, yeah. Leeds are. In, Leeds don't know are how in, that's going to work yeah. out. That's a, that's the only thing. And, and Newcastle getting how I don't know yeah. what's going to happen Leeds there. Are but in the four they're as not well. as crap as they yeah. used to be. Like. A, a Palace not having Hodgson anymore, for example, yeah. like it's uh, it's really changed a lot. Yeah, and, 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 and as you say, with the bottom becoming stronger, the middle teams that we considered really quite strong, difficult teams to beat before, for example, Leeds, are dropping into that bottom mm-hmm. four. That they've had it's a lot of they've had strange, a lot of injuries, yeah. but they're still a very strong team. Like tactically, I think they're managed well. I think they do still have good players to come back. But they're if you beat Leeds, it's a good win. Like, yeah. On the weekend, it was a good win, and I, and I think they're what seventeenth now. It feels like sure. a good win. They, they, they were seventeenth before them. It feels, it feels, it feels like a good win, but I also think every game, aside from like potentially Norwich, 
pre Dean Smith yeah. mm-hmm. or Newcastle or Newcastle pre takeover is those those two games like you win and you like we should win yeah every other game in the Premier League feels like a good win yeah. Now. Yeah, which is quite is extraordinary when you think about it. Wolves are struggling at the start of the year. I thought, I thought take take Wolves for granted. Now they're now they're like the same points the top, as us. Top six, I think. Yeah, they're on the same points as us. They're above us, I think. On yeah, goal difference. Yeah, yeah. We had the worst goal difference in the top half. Yeah, but we, we don't talk about that. Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> minus, minus six, I think. Yeah, which is crazy. Right, I think that's a that's a good place to wrap up because we have been going on quite long. But um, yeah, if you made it this far. As always, drop a review on iTunes. Helps us uh, go up the algorithms and whatnot. And um, yeah, thank you for listening. Cheers. Follow us on the socials as well. Safe. Safe.